everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Orange Juice Optional. It's me, Michelle, and as always, I'm here with my very good friend, Suzanne. Hey, Suzanne, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Michelle? I'm doing pretty good, just trying to get caught up from a busy month, but I'm mm-hmm. thinking my month didn't even compare to what your month was at Or all. two months. Or, or two, two months. months. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to fill us in real quick on what that's been like and now that you finally have a moment to breathe? Yeah, and I'll give you that brief synopsis. Well, I've been gone for over a month out of town, started in Alaska. My mom made the decision it was time for her to leave her home of 40 years. So my sister-in-law and I headed to Alaska, packed up her house, put it on the market, sold it in five days (laughs) and it was crazy but we got it done and the house sold and then from there i moved on to seattle where i did about 10 days of grand babysitting which was amazing exhausting but amazing i marvel at how my grandchildren just love me because i'm me (laughs) i don't really have to do anything They just have pure and utter joy because I'm there and it gives me such great happiness. And then from Seattle, I went on to Washington, D.C. I spent 10 days in D.C. with wedding reception at the Capitol building, which was incredible. That's a whole podcast episode in and of itself. And then my niece's master's graduation from George Washington University. So there you have it. Yeah, you've gone through a whole bunch of highs and lows with different emotions and stuff like that, different experiences, different climates. But, you Mm -hmm. know, one thing I did experience while you were traveling is a bit of FOMO. (laughs) Tell me why. Because our dear, good, mutual friend, Christina sent me Mm -hmm. a photo of y'all together at the Capitol at this wedding reception and... I just had a little bit of FOMO. I was missing out on something. (laughs) And it would have been really fun if you had been there. And I suspected that Christina would be there because she spends a lot of time in D.C. The bride and groom are mutual friends of ours. So I, but it was such a pleasant surprise to see her walk in. So yeah, it was, it was great fun. Right. I guess all I would need to get an invite is to know the bride and groom, which I don't. So my feelings aren't hurt about that, but it would have been fun to spend some time with both of you together. Yes, it would have. Yeah. I've had some travel experiences myself. I went to Texas for Eva's graduation, which was really a whole lot of fun. And now I'm getting ready to go back to Alaska for a couple of weeks. So I'm trying to psych myself up. I have lots of fun dinners and things like that planned. So I will nice. make the most of the time up there. That's fantastic. Yes. And it's getting very hot in Arizona. And can I share with you something that happened with me the other day? Because sometimes I really don't know what's going through a person's mind when they make these decisions. Okay. Fire okay. away. So- I was getting ready to drive to Vegas and I had to get gas in the car. We go to a gas station and I'm about to pull in to a stall to get my gas. And from the other direction comes this 
car that's bigger than mine, which is hard to believe because I was driving the Yukon with a boat attached to it. And he pulls right into the stall I was going to all the way through. Now, I had to take a deep breath. I was frustrated. I'm like, you know, he needs two spaces because he's got this huge vehicle and he's got a boat. So size matters, size wins in this case. So I'm still a little frustrated, but I maneuver around because I have to, of course, go around the whole gas station to get back into the side where my gas tank is. I get out, start pumping the gas, and damned if that person wasn't even getting gas. He pulled in there so he could run into the convenience store and buy two rock stars. Oh, for the love of God. Is that not just inconsiderate and rude? Yeah. Yeah, it's like I own the place. I get to do whatever I want because I have the biggest rig and I'm pulling a boat. So let me inconvenience everyone else in this space so I can do what I want to do. Exactly. Why not pack your rock star with you when you leave your house instead of having to run into a gas station? Right. And seeing me approach, because you couldn't miss me. Again, I'm in a Yukon. I'm not in a small little vehicle myself. Right. There's a whole parking area, like big space. This is a gas station where a lot of boats, because of the octane they have, the type of fuel they have, do go to to fill up, and it's right across from the lake. So they plan for this. They plan for big vehicles, and it wasn't an overly crowded day. But I was super frustrated at his inconsiderate manner. Boy, I would be too. What a jackass. <laughs> Would you have jumped out and said something? No, of course not. Would you have stared him down when he came out? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think I might have talked a little bit loud to the person in my vehicle and said something along the lines of, God, some people are so inconsiderate. Yeah. But that's yeah. about the best I could do because I try to be a nice person and I try to always hold myself to that standard. But he was pushing my buttons. He was getting really close to having the mean princess come out. <laughs> well, I applaud you for not creating a scene. Right. And I like how I said mean princess and not Karen because I don't think that would have been Karen in that moment because no, I agree. It was inconsiderate behavior. It was. Yeah. Have you ever had something like that happen to you? Oh, probably a hundred times a day where I'm just looking at people like, who are you? Or who do you think you are? And right. Even when I'm just driving in my car in general, I mutter under my breath all the time about, mm, yeah, just trying to drive with you on this road that you seem to own. Because you're the king of England. Right. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. I can't think of anything specific, but when I do, I'll fill you in. Right. I am putting you on the spot a little bit because I didn't want to share these stories because we really haven't had a chance to talk one-on-one. -on -one. We've barely had a chance to text message. So this is really right. our catch-up session on life. It is. It is. I agree. We should move on and talk about the things that are important to us right now. Okay. Well, one thing that's important to me right now to ask this question. Have okay. you missed me? Of course I've missed you. Okay. So that many was a times little I've ego you. boosting going on right there. But yes, I've missed you also. <laughs> <laughs> 
So with that, why don't we move on to our first segment today? Sounds good. And we're back. And last night, you and I were chatting a little bit through text message about what we wanted to talk about in today's episode. And I was super nervous because Rob and I were getting ready to go have dinner with the builder of our new home. Now, oh. yeah, yeah. This meeting was very significant because we purchased a lot almost three years ago now, but we have not been able to start building on it yet. The neighborhood is not actually approved, which is, again, a whole nother podcast. But the plans for our house were finally approved by the city. So we're ready to go. And we have all our decks in a row. The only thing we don't have in a row is a price tag on that house. Yikes. <laughs> that was super scary. So that was what our meeting was about yesterday. So Rob had a number in mind. I had a number in mind. And I was a little bit closer. So I felt good about that. Oh, good. You were a little bit closer. Was it on the high end of your your guess or low end of your guess? It was a little bit higher than my guess, but you've got to love a builder. And this is kind of what we're going to talk about a little bit today. You've got to love a builder who's like, I see places where I can save you money. And when he puts those items in place, it'll be spot on with my number. Nice. Yes. So I was very happy about that. But again, when I went to that dinner, I did not know what the amount was going to be. And as an interior designer, which you are, mm -hmm. I thought maybe we could talk about if we had to make significant changes, like where do you start cutting things out? Because you don't want to go through the whole neighborhood mm -hmm. approval, the whole city approval again. So you don't really want to change the blueprint, the footprint of the space. Correct. Do you have ideas on that? Well, tell me first what he, where he thought he could save money for you. Uh, the two places that he thought he could save money, one had to do with the windows, just swapping out the windows that the architect put in there for another mm -hmm. brand. He said you would never even know the difference. And mm -hmm. the other one was the tile that they're putting outside by the pool. To, to switch that out because very often in the past, he's only seen this tile used as like a backsplash because it's expensive. And so by mm -hmm. subbing something else in, we could save a lot of money there also. Nice, nice. I was going to, one of my things would be the windows. That definitely would have been on my list of things where you're not going to be able to tell the difference, but sometimes there are just brands that are high-end brands because of their reputation. But yeah, so that's a great way to save money. But let's talk interior um, because you mentioned the surface exterior, but interior, just changing surfaces is can very easily lower the price. And you can find a very similar look in a less expensive surface. And I think that would be a great place to start if we decide we want to shave more off the price of the house. Because, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we were talking yesterday and he was going over everything I picked. I'm like, I don't even remember what I picked at this point. I don't remember mm -hmm. the colors. I don't remember 
anything like that because he said in the kitchen alone or throughout mm-hmm. the house maybe we have like 10 different surfaces cabinets things like that because mm-hmm. each room has its own fill but it's all gonna flow together and i'm like is that a good thing is that a bad thing i don't know i think it's a good thing it's a good thing absolutely and i was with you when you went through your kitchen design and i think you're spot on with your kitchen design i think if you take out a couple of the bells and whistles in your kitchen design that would also save you a great deal of money and when i hear that all i can think is <laughs> what can i cut of rob's to keep the kitchen <laughs> like i want it <laughs> but we really have similar taste in what we want and what we expect in a kitchen right right and you have to decide what are the most important things in your kitchen and then everything else you know come up with the 10 most important things that you need in your kitchen and then the rest of it eliminate because if you have for example um the type of storage you have throughout the kitchen you can eliminate some of your cost by reconfiguring some of the storage. I remember seeing a built-in in the showroom. I'm not sure. This is just an example, not necessarily in your house, but in the showroom, they had a built-in, a cabinet that had a built-in espresso machine. And it was there was a coffee station, which I think everyone, every house needs. And it was beautiful. But I think you could have a coffee station without having it built in. It could be behind a cabinet where you just open the cabinet and you pull it out instead of having it built in. That would be a perfect example of money saving in the design. And for and for Rob and I, we don't drink coffee. And so that would make sense in our home, not to have a built-in coffee station. But we have guests. At some point, there's going to be resale values. So... I don't know, but that is something we could easily give up in order to get that cost down. Right. Well, and I'll tell you why. Because when you're dealing with a built-in espresso machine or coffee machine or whatever it is you're putting in that space, the built-in is the key word because usually it's only the highest-end brands that have the built-in feature. So you're gonna spend a premium for that built-in feature where even for resale value, nobody's gonna miss it when they come walking through your house. It's not like they're gonna come into your kitchen and say, I love this kitchen, but oh my God, there's no built-in espresso machine. Never gonna happen. So it's not gonna impact the resale value of the house you're not a coffee drinker. You don't need to spend that high end amount to have it built in when you can go to an average, you know, Williams and Sonoma, pick out a beautiful espresso machine, probably for a tenth of the price of the built in. And that's so true for us. A better use of that space and a better use of our money would be a built in wine machine like the ones that. Mm-hmm 
have several bottles in there. They have, I don't know what they're called, but you see them at all the trendy wine right. places right now where you can pick the right. the pour and everything. That would serve us better because we do enjoy our wine and we don't want it to go flat. Well, that would be a good alternative. A Although, good alternative and an added expense, right? Right. And I was going to say, if you're trying to cut costs, you don't really need that. Again, if you're talking about resale value, nobody's going to come in and say, damn it, they don't have that wine dispenser that I was sure they would have in this house. I mean, it might be worth it for you to keep that in, but a nice wine refrigerator. And let's face it, I mean, how often do you have bottles of wine that go bad because they haven't been consumed? <laughs> it doesn't happen that often. Not very often. It's more likely it would be like a bottle of champagne because Rob doesn't drink champagne and Sometimes I'll open right. a bottle and then we travel. But you're but talking you're talking about a really big expense for an occasional bottle of champagne. You can waste a, a lot of bottles of champagne for the cost of that particular unit. That is so true. And it's so funny how I quickly start to defend some of the choices because I hate the budget <laughs> words so much and I hate cutting expenses. So we're talking about taking out something and I immediately want to put something else in its space. See, that's just how my brain works. And it's not right. going to be helpful while building this house. That's right. And the problem is, is that when you're in the showroom, they show you all those bells and whistles because they want you to become emotionally attached to them and you can't envision your kitchen without it. And it's like, just to take that out of the equation, and you would be amazed at the money you will save by removing the, some of those bells and whistles. And allow yourself like five bells and whistles. Find your top five favorite and then take the rest of them out. That makes so much sense. And I will say, going over to the builder's house last night, because he just finished construction on his own home. And mm. so it's a show place. It's beautiful. It has an incredible view. And it shows me everything that can be and that will be. Mm -hmm. And now my house that I'm living in right now feels dated. I never felt that way before going to this meeting yesterday. And so that was an interesting observation, mm -hmm. I thought. Mm -hmm. Well, and I'm sure that that builder um, was able to build that house because it's, uh, I'm sure it's a business expense because he's modeling what he can do. And so he has all top of the line product in his house. He's presenting the showcase so that you can imagine what your place is going to look like. And I think what you have to remember is your place will look as amazing with all, all of the high-end, I keep going back to the term bells and whistles, but that's what they are. And you won't be able to tell the difference. That's so true because if I never have it, mm -hmm. I won't miss it. Exactly. Okay, so we're going to move on from that because I have another suggestion that I learned when I remodeled my house in Anchorage. And I had one of the best contractors in the state of Alaska do my remodel. And this was, okay, this was 15 to 20 years ago. And his recommendation for fixtures in your house 
always buy the the top of the line toilet, basic toilet. Don't get the bells and whistles on the toilet. But in my opinion, Toto, great brand, put a to Toto toilet in your bathroom. But do not spend a lot on your bathtub. Go to Home Depot, pick out a beautiful fiberglass tub. They look the same as the expensive tubs and they're gonna to wanna to put an expensive tub in your house, but you can get the exact same look for a fraction of the cost of a designer tub. And I am telling you, <laughs> cut your cost with your bathtub. In the, the bathroom, you're talking about having that really expensive item be your toilet and then just kind mm -hmm. of accenting around it. Not that a bathtub's an accent, but put that as the focal point, put your money in there and then. The two places you have to put your money into are your is your toilet and your fixtures, meaning your faucets, your shower heads, your downspouts. You put all of your money into that and make sure you get a high quality brand <laughs> that when they break down, you can get the pieces. You don't want a European brand because the parts are hard to replace when they break down, down 10 years from now, because they will break down 10 years from now especially in Arizona. And you want to have a faucet that the part is readily available when it breaks down. So you don't want to go with some fancy European brand. They're beautiful, they're gorgeous, but they're going to break down just like a Delta faucet will or a Kohler faucet will. And Delta and Kohler, you will be able to find the parts. And they have beautiful products as well. Same, it'll give you the same look, a lot less expensive. And when it breaks down 10 years from now, you'll be able to get the parts. And that's really resonating with me, totally off the subject, but kind of on the subject. Rob and I, a couple of years ago, purchased a Samsung refrigerator freezer combo. We liked the looks mm -hmm. of it. We liked the functionality of it. We liked everything it had to offer. Recently, mm -hmm. something's going on with our freezer where it's starting to frost over the things in the, mm -hmm. the right corner of it. So right. I have called several different places in town trying to get someone to come out and service my Samsung. Cannot do it. Like nope. people will not touch Samsung or LG products. And I never considered that, never would have thought mm -hmm. about that until yesterday that this is a brand that right. people didn't want to work on. So what you're saying right. resonates and makes a lot of sense to me. Right. Okay. And that's going to bring me to my next point, which, and you know that I made this fatal mistake that we, in the house we're in, in Arizona, we had a beautiful, uh, I believe it's a Viking refrigerator freezer combo. It, is a showcase piece in our, and it came with the house when we moved in. Well, you know, seven years into living in the house, our refrigerator freezer, our beautiful refrigerator freezer broke down. It was not repairable. So we had to replace it. And stupid me decided I had to replace it with the exact same 
brand, which I later found out was wrong. But I spent $18,000 on that Viking refrigerator freezer. <laughs> and when they came to install it, to take the old one out and put the new one in, there was a foot of empty space behind the Viking refrigerator. I could have gone to Lowe's or Home Depot or Best Buy or any place that sells appliances and gotten 10 refrigerators or and freezers to cover the cost of what that stupid Viking refrigerator freezer cost me. And it's cheaper than the one that I had in there. You know, everything's plastic. It's already not standing up to what I paid for it. It's like, get, don't go high end with that appliance. It's not worth it. So you're saying in building a new house too, because that was going to be a question I had appliances. Do you cut corners there and get a less expensive brand or do you stick with the standards that they're suggesting, it, well, that the builder's suggesting or the architect or the in my designer? Okay, and in my opinion, because I know you and Rob, you don't spend a lot of time in your kitchen. You don't spend a lot of time cooking. Your cooking is is a necessity in order to have a meal. It's not a hobby that you guys have. You don't love it, enjoy it. You can't wait until you start making. So yeah, don't waste a lot of money on those high-end appliances because you can get something just as good functionally and get the same look for a lot less money. That's good advice because Yes, I only cook in order to survive, but I do like to eat out a lot. We go to dinner a lot because it's just kind of our time to reconnect and it's fun. Right. And and you can get the designer look in a Maytag appliance or a GE appliance or an LG appliance, although I don't know the reputation of LG like you do, but you can get the same designer look for a lot less money and it's a lot less of an investment if it breaks down in 10 years and you have to replace it don't ever forget that it will break down <laughs> it doesn't matter how expensive it is it will break down and you will have to either fix it or replace it and it'll cost you if it's a designer brand Okay, all good points and everything that I need to consider because this is a change for us. We're going from a very Tuscan feeling home mm -hmm. to a home that is much more, what would you call it? I don't know the terminology. Modern. Much more modern, a lot of glass. Mm -hmm. And then that was the mm -hmm. other part of it. He's like, your house is made of glass. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh, just the thought of, windows which he quickly said you hire someone but oh my right. gosh like just the thought of that stresses me out because they'll be impossible to keep clean even when i have a window cleaner coming once a month like in between and like grandkid handprints some days which i will treasure dog I probably won't yes dog <laughs> face dog. marks in it <laughs> i was gonna say dog slobber yes yeah, so <laughs> like so much to consider and 
that's everything on the inside. Now, you and I had also talked because you're in the process of remodeling your backyard right now. Mm -hmm. And are you finding that you need to make cuts to your vision, to your budget? And if so, (laughs) are there things, (laughs) okay, I should just stop right there. I was going to say, are there things you're willing to sacrifice or where would you start cutting things out? Oh, for, I think I'm at the opposite end of the spectrum in this one, moving on to my backyard. Okay. And a couple things to note. (laughs) And I'm laughing because I'm giving way too much information about my backyard. But our backyard is made of flagstone, which when we moved into the house, I didn't even notice the flagstone. But the product of flagstone is a shaley stone. So it naturally kind of shales off as it ages in place, drives us crazy. So we like it gets flaky, it flakes off. It gets flaky. Yeah, exactly. It like dandruff. Yes. And it has huge grout lines. It has that natural stone, large stone finish with huge grout lines. Never been a fan, but never really paid attention. And I don't know, things started, you know, our house is showing its age, our backyard showing its age. So we decided, yes, time to redo the backyard. And this three, four years ago, we used a friend's landscape architect and he came back (laughs) with a bid of $795,000 to redo our backyard. And Jeff and I, yeah, we choked on it. We were like, well, nope, I guess the flagstone works for us. (laughs) And so... Then we backburnered our remodel because we're like, there's no way in hell we're spending that much money. Fast forward to this past Christmas, through friends, I met another landscaped, landscaper, backyard designer, and he came back with a much more reasonable price, significantly less. And so we went with him and they have started the project. And here is what's happening <laughs> is I got this idea. We have a cabana near the pool, large cabana near the pool that we're re redoing. And I decided I'm going to enclose that cabana and make it into an indoor outdoor space. So change order. Great. More money. That's okay. It was a project I hadn't thought of, but I might as well do it while I'm doing the rest of the project. Do you see where this is going? Yes. I see you have an old number in mind. And as long as you don't get above it, you're going to keep yes. adding things. Yes. And my and yesterday, we were, were putting in a new outdoor kitchen up near our fireplace, much more convenient in our backyard. And we're talking about it. And... I said, now you have a refrigerator, an outdoor refrigerator included in this design, correct? He goes, well, no, it's not in here. But if you want to add it, you know, it'll probably cost you, you know, it'll probably be another $1,000. And I laughed and I said, in the overall scheme of things, what's $1,000? And then he laughed at me and he said, well, you say that now, but these little expenses add up very quickly. And pretty soon you'll have 20 change orders and you will be adding $20,000 to the cost of your remodel, as long as you understand that. 
<laughs> and I laughed and I said, yeah, yeah, but I might as well do it now while I can, because five years from now, I may regret not having that refrigerator built in. So let's spend the thousand dollars now and do it the way I want it now. And five years from now, I won't regret it. But this seems to be my pattern. It always has been your pattern, if like, it always be completely honest. So it doesn't surprise <laughs> me. Yeah. Well, but my logic is, let's do it now while everything's torn up. So five years from now, I'm not saying we have to redo this. I did that once with my kitchen in Anchorage, where I did a half-ass remodel. And within three to five years, I was tearing that all out because I didn't like what I did. So it's like, okay, I've learned my lesson. And so this time I'm doing it right from the beginning. And if I'm adding $20,000 to the cost of my backyard remodel, it's going to be worth it. And I love that approach. And I have to say that you are spot on your approach and my husband Rob's approach, because as I said, we had a bet as to what the cost of our new house was going to come in at. Mm -hmm. I was below the number. He was above the number. So now he oh. thinks he's got that area of wiggle room. <laughs> so he's already like talking talking. about, well, maybe we could put the shooting range back in. I'm like, no, that, no. that has to go back to the city then. That is not a simple change. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, so, wow, no wonder you and Rob get along so well. I know, we think alike. And, and just for the record, I will never get to that 795. I won't even get to half that remodel cost, even with all my changes that I'm making. I mean, it's a, it, it will be worth every penny when it's all said and done. I absolutely agree. And I will say one more thing about this estimate that I got for our house. It does include all the landscaping, the pool and everything. So I was happy that was all factored in because I've seen the designs for the outside and I was thinking, oh my gosh, that's a separate cost but it's all inclusive. So <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So what a relief. Yeah. We've got a little bit of work to do to make sure everybody's comfortable with things, but I really do appreciate your time and the savings mm -hmm. that you have introduced to which, me as possibilities. Yeah. Which you clearly won't need now because Rob knows he has wiggle room. So I know, don't good. ever tell the man he has wiggle room or space there to spend more money because we're going to end up with things we don't even need or things we didn't even ever consider. Oh, but yeah, but then, then you'll have it. However, like if there is room to wiggle a little bit, there was one feature I saw on Pinterest I thought was really cool where above the master bed, it was a window so you could look up at the night sky but it gets so hot in Arizona that's not a really great idea unless you can have a covering to open Correct. and shut but are retractable Correct. in some way so I don't know that's where I would see putting money in there perhaps well yeah I see that as a a water leak waiting to happen <laughs> I'm not saying I would do it but if I could have my dream house, like that would be really cool to feel like I was sleeping under the stars inside. Yeah. So I wasn't dealing with the bugs or the heat, exactly. you know, glamping in my own exactly. home kind of. So well, with that shared, let's move on to our closing. Okay. 
Okay, everybody, we are back. And that time flew. We didn't even get to the thing I really wanted to talk about. So that is going to be in our next episode. It's going to open it up. We're going to have lots of time to talk about Suzanne's recent adventure in shopping because it sounds like it was a true adventure. And I can't wait to talk about it and hear your thoughts on it. Great teaser. I can't wait to talk about it the book that I chose for this month, but it is biography and it is by Tessa Dunlop, D-U-N-L-O-P. And the title Mm -hmm. of the book is called Elizabeth and Philip. It's a new release about Queen Elizabeth II and her husband and their relationship and all the responsibilities thrown on them and how they manage through that, how they manage privately. And I thought it would be a good fun read, especially for someone or two someone's yes. that really love the royal family. So that's Sounds the book. Great. That, I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. And the best part is we're reading this right before we're going to London. I know. And I have a lot of great ideas about that trip. I think we need to go to the places, if we can find any online, that the royals are known to frequent. <laughs> right. I actually have four tickets to Kensington Palace. That someone gave me. For the dates were there? Yes. They had a trip planned there the same week. They had to cancel their trip. And she asked me if I wanted their four tickets. And I said, absolutely. (laughs) So I have tickets to Kensington Palace. Okay. Well, I get one of those tickets. You get one of those tickets. I know one other person, because there's six of us going, so two are going to have to sit out. So I know at least three that will really want to go. And then... The other three are going to think they drew the short straw having to go. (laughs) Exactly. To me, it's a win-win. Well, now we are, we're past Memorial Day and we are now in June. So I think today for our something to sip on, I would like to share a quote or a fun saying about summer. So here's your something to sip on. This summer, put your phone away for a few days. Make some memories that no one else knows about. Make some memories that are just for you. Author unknown, but I think it's a great way to kick off the month of June. So cheers everyone, until next time. Cheers.